back to the topic at hand masonry and the lodges and all this stuff so you said you you've been in masonry since you were like 13 how old um i've been in sorry i was just setting my audio device i'm gonna sit down um uh you're good i got in when i was like super freaking young um trying to think it's probably like age ah man like 12 like i was like too young to even understand like what the fuck any of that even meant <laughs> or what it was or etc etc i was just mm. kind of like way out of place you know what i mean so what ended up happening was i joined the youth group and mm. i was very like advanced beyond <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. beyond like yeah. what everyone else in the youth group was interested mm. in like i was skyrocketed way fucking past that so mm. i don't know it was definitely an experience after a while i was kind of like okay yeah the youth group isn't for me but i can't really become like a fully fledged mason until 18 so i sort of just fell out of the i'm gonna move this okay yeah i sort of fell out of the youth group um the whole like chapter that we were in unfortunately kind of died but i don't know i mean i basically just dived into masonic literature for mm. every age up until like 18 I don't know. It was it was actually a really interesting story. Um, what ended up happening was after I fell out of the youth group, I ended up um, like I said, I continued like reading Masonic literature and stuff like that. But the weirdest thing happened one day. I was in high school. I think I was in freshman year, and it was like the first week of school. So everyone's like trying to figure out what like the who's fuck who, is what, what, you know what, what are I mean? the social groups and everything. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So everyone was just like freaking out, like super uncomfortable. And then I, it might have even been like, well, nah, it couldn't have been the first day. But so what happened was in my sixth period, I had English, right? And mm -hmm. oh, wait, now I'm putting all the puzzle pieces together. <laughs> all okay. these years okay, later wait. no this is this is crazy because i'm remembering things i had forgot about so this was before the youth group i was really interested in masonry and i was like reading into like mm -hmm. ooh, like the conspiracies like illuminati and things like that um uh -huh. and ooh. it was really surreal how i got into it. it was like i had this natural curiosity and then in this english class what happened was i had met this kid at the local masonic lodge um like I don't know, like a year prior, maybe like it was quite a while. But like, I remember when I went into that English class, I remembered his face, but I didn't know where I knew him from. So mm. we were like, I don't know, we were like talking, but I couldn't figure out where I knew him from. And like, we shared this kind of mutual, like, where the hell do I know you from kind of thing. Mm. And then so I was in that class for a week. And at the end of the week, we were supposed to do like a show and tell thing about like our family. Um like i don't know history or something i was a lazy fucker in high school so i didn't bring anything that day because <laughs> i forgot so what i was wearing was a masonic square and compass necklace so i was like oh okay i'll just say that like i'm presenting this mm -hmm. and just go with that like that'll be like my excuse or whatever so mm -hmm. i go to present that and then as I'm like talking about what it is and like what it means to my family. I look at the kid and I'm like, oh, that's where I fucking know you from, dude. And we have this like mutual thing where like, we're like, what the hell? Like, this is really surreal. Like, I met this dude and then I never really like returned to the lodge after that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but we had like reconnected through this class, and then the weird thing was, like a day later, I got transferred out. So it was like I was in that class to get to know this kid again and like be reintroduced to the whole scene that I was interested mm-hmm. in. And then I just went somewhere completely different. Like it was just like, okay, like you're in. I'm gonna move you the fuck out of this class now. And I was like, okay, whatever it be. But just did did, that. thanks, I guess. Did you ever keep in contact with him through the lodge or? Uh, yeah, so what happened was that was um, he got me into the youth group like that was a little ah. before um, I fell out of it. Yeah, I had my timeline messed up, but I was in that for a few years and then it was pretty interesting after the youth group like chapter died or whatever we um, he became a Mason before I did. I think about a year before I did and then I got in I got initiated um and he was at my initiation and then we ended up getting our fellow craft degrees together which was the second degree um nice. and yeah it was it was pretty surreal like knowing some of these people like my whole entire life and then going through like the whole process with them it was very uh mm-hmm. it's really surreal you know like looking back and seeing how like all these puzzle pieces connected in a in a very like surreal way that you know if things had gone differently maybe it wouldn't have ended up like that pretty crazy i think there's a lot of uh super sick yeah i think there's a lot of magic in masonry (laughs) as weird as that sounds i really think oh i mean a lot there there's a lot of uh coincidence or as y'all like to put it mathematical odds that (laughs) exactly yeah for, for, for for things like that so um you said you got deep into the literature like what did you read specifically uh, there's so many different books like it's I couldn't even begin to tell you I could tell you the authors though I mean there's um, mm-hmm. Manly P. Hall is a Masonic uh, writer I don't know I've got my whole thing of books right here hold on <laughs> uh, I can't read the names from here hold up I'm gonna put down the microphone let me see What's you know I'm one? just gonna float for now alright Here's two of my favorites. Shoot. Who's this by? So this guy, Michael Schiavello, he was actually, I think, in... I don't think he was in my lodge, but I think he's in... Or he was in the same state as me, so it was pretty interesting. A lot of people mm-hmm. knew him before he wrote this book, and it was really good. And then uh, Wilmshurst, I think... Or Wilmshurst? Yeah, Wilmshurst. Okay, I got it right. He's written a lot of Masonic literature. I've written a lot of his books. Red? Ridden? Red? Ridden? Ridden? I know how to English, I swear. Yeah, I mean, English is just various artists and various books. Like, I just kind of read whatever is interesting, you know what I mean? Like, the more knowledge you can Mm -hmm. have about a topic, the better. Yeah, I I need to discipline myself in reading, so... I think definitely picking up a topic of something you interest is a huge portion of that. Yeah. yeah. I personally love reading. <laughs> he dropped the mic again. You know what? <laughs> it's okay. It, it, like, it, the, the crowd didn't notice. That's fine. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. So, as, as a part of, like, the Mason's teachings, like, what, like, sticks out as, like, something that, like, you carry with you? 
Like, as you said, that, that compass that you carried with you, like, can you, like, what, what is that? Uh... The thing I had with me that day was the square and compass. It's essentially like, mm -hmm. that's like the logo of masonry that you see everywhere. Ah, um, okay, it's, okay. It's symbolic in every sense of what, you know, those symbols and working tools are. They all have a different meaning and, you know, combined together, they sort of represent um, the mason. different degrees or different, you know, anything in Freemasonry. Mm. I mean, everything is symbolic and speculative. I mean... Everyone can sort of take something different out of every symbol in masonry, and that's sort of the beauty of it, is it's open to interpretation and, uh, you know, individual meaning. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the and, square and, is like, what's that? Uh, that's something I was going to say, like, individual meaning and uh, pursuit of, like, what is meaningful is going to be, like, a huge theme in this podcast, and um, yeah. meaning is such a hard thing uh, because it does take a lot of, like, dedication and actual want from within to seek what is meaningful because what is meaningful is never going to be easy it's never going to come mm -hmm. naturally you will always be uncomfortable in the situations that you're growing so uh, to be able to pursue is obviously a luxury but um it is in the i follow a lot of jordan peterson and he says like to pursue meaning is a moral obligation so to have meaning be such a like an intrinsic thing and like uh i don't know how to phrase this but like well it's a mm -hmm. lot easier to want to not worry about meaning and just kind of put it off mm -hmm. you know what i mean like a lot of people drown exactly. themselves in alcohol or, or whatever other vices partying themselves and yeah yeah they kind of wake up in the morning and i'm guilty of it too and it's like man like where's the meaning in my life like what am i doing like it's, mm -hmm. it's difficult you know i wake up like i go to work i pay pursue. taxes i drink when i get home <laughs> and i go to sleep and i do the same thing tomorrow and that is uh, unfortunately whole day free oh exactly but you know most people are comfortable <laughs> with just getting home from work and sitting on facebook or watching a youtube video for a few hours and then going to bed without ever like thinking like what's the point of it all you know yeah exactly mm -hmm. yeah, I think um, it's, I think it's a lot easier to want to cover up that sort of thought process than embrace it <laughs> you know what i mean but i think it definitely it, catches up to everybody eventually if, yeah and um just things that have meaning uh are as i said earlier difficult and people are just lazy myself included and um yeah, i i actually sure. had a uh, I'm going to tell a story earlier, but this is uh, later, but this is kind of relevant. Um, I have been pursuing and working my butt off and trying to get myself uh, towards a lot of goals. And um, sometimes when you are forcing yourself to want something, you possibly don't want that something and uh exactly. when you force yeah and uh when you force yourself to care about like uh especially politics people don't really care about politics but they care about being on the winning side 
they care about yeah, being exactly. on the morally just side <laughs> and they care they, they they care about what other people think of their opinions yeah and, and for, it, for a lot of people it's really difficult to pull yourself out of that sort of headspace mm-hmm. you know like what 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 can i say to get the people to agree with me or to like my status or uh especially on twitter uh twitter is a cesspool of like you can (laughs) you can say whatever you want as long as it's in line with like what everybody else thinks but if you say anything oh god it's crazy on the environment on twitter um for that kind of stuff you really can't uh you really can't have a disagreeing opinion. <laughs> you really yeah, can't. and it's, um, uh, it's really it, having a having your own independent voice and uh, just your own thought process is something that isn't really taught nowadays. So it's it's hard for a lot of people to even like understand where to begin for like what is meaningful to them because what is meaningful to a lot of people is obviously like what the status quo is. And uh, a lot of people don't yeah. have that innate voice, uh, and it's sad to say they don't have that voice that uh, says this is wrong or this is right. Like uh, that internal voice that essentially guides yeah, you. There's no critical thinking. I think that, with like yeah. the age of the internet and how like unregulated it is. I feel like that's become much more of an issue these days because it's really difficult to kind of, I don't know, if you end up on one side of the internet, it's really difficult to even see the other side of the internet or, I don't mm-hmm. know, other side of, um, or I guess a better word for it is like other points yeah, of view. Like if you're on one side of the internet, you're never going to mm-hmm. be exposed to other thought processes outside of your own little bubble and people don't want to... Oh yeah, the, like uh, they're and, in their own, they're in their own echo you know? chambers, like um, and that's kind of like what's wrong with um, uh, especially places like Reddit. Uh, Reddit is nothing <laughs> but you are surrounded by people that are basically you have a topic you like. Say you like Minecraft. Say you like Minecraft speedrunning. Say you like Minecraft speedrunning and then another subcategory like glitchless or something like that. Like you can yeah. always have your niche fulfilled. And if your niche is uh Fuda furry hentai, like you have your own pocket <laughs> of other people that fucking enjoy that. Exactly. So um and when you uh especially with uh, as I said, Reddit, Twitter, and all these other places, you get these microcosms of echo chambers that like you don't get exposed to other points of view, and everybody's just chattering and saying the same thing. And you, uh, as you said, like you only hear the voices you agree with, and that that just once again continues to defeat the purpose of critical thinking in a lot of people and uh, just self observation and like understanding what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, and on top of all of that, a lot of, like, the popular voices on... Uh, I'm trying to turn the volume up, but I can't grab it. Please. Please. There we go. A lot of the popular voices that, like, people follow for any kind of viewpoints on any kind of social media, a lot of them aren't really good influences, and... Mm-hmm. A lot of them learn uh, from the not so good influences that were here like five, ten years ago. So it's becoming like a chain reaction of not good mm-hmm. influences. And it's, I mean, 
this is extremely true. Uh, did Did you hear about the uh, the drama surrounding the Grammys like earlier this week? The thing with the masks? Uh, no, with uh, Cardi B performing WAP and causing oh, the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah, god! Yeah, I mean, that's a great example. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I mean, it's, it's you have a crazy. you have an entire generation of black young girls that are idolizing this this girl that is talking about her wet ass. Can't say the word on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it is just like, oh my god! Like I I don't feel like girls uh, in this generation, especially, understand like what value is and what hard work looks like for them because everybody uh especially in mainstream culture like it is fully acceptable for a female to have a only fans and to own, like to have simps and to like do all these like uh as as i like to put it live life on easy mode sometimes just because they have a puss and tits <laughs> yeah i mean i think that everyone should find their own calling whatever it is and it's really difficult going back to like how it's really hard to think outside of the box these days mm. i think a lot of people fall into the trap of doing what everybody else is doing you know what yeah I mean? and uh, um, that one of the things uh it, that tim pool is pushing and advocating for is like decentralized media and um everybody creating yeah, their own platforms huge. and getting and getting away from mainstream getting away from uh like the news and getting your getting your own like information and making your own assessments all based on the information available because a lot of people are content with just being spoon-fed what the what the media says you should think or should feel yeah, about certain it's situations biased and hypocritical and it's never it's never truly accurate because no matter where you're getting it from it's always one side of the story you know mm -hmm. i don't know i think i think the internet has seriously in the most like real sense of the word fucked up <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> uh, i think I, like I, I don't know what the magic fix would be but it's like i, I don't know i mean I th the future the of, magic like the world has just been so impacted by what the internet is now and and how it is i feel like 10 years ago when I was like looking at troll face memes, I feel like it was different back then because you could say something uh -huh. and not get crucified, you know, and like people <laughs> have different opinions. And it was, it was just, it was a different world. Like back then the internet was a little more free and it's still free, but I feel like the people who have gotten platforms like control, used them yeah. to be positive voices. Exactly. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really become like a game of control. Like people enjoy, um, making people think how they think they, there's no encouraging others to think for themselves it's mm -hmm. something like really rare to see it's very uh just follow mm -hmm. and, the and there's a mentality and there's also uh as a part of that there's not a lot of like um creative encouragement N not everyone that uploads art or uh, does a podcast or like does any form of like creative endeavor they don't really get the encouragement 
encouragement that uh people seek and that's just as a part of the internet like as much as it can do good there are obviously assholes out there that are out there to make life harder and <laughs> you know try and tear yeah. people down and uh yeah. there's obviously always going to be that element of the internet and um we just need to encourage like stronger communities and people creating positive environments and as i like as we said like creating decentralized media and just different platforms for people to upload and create and um and one of the main reasons why i'm doing stuff like this is because i have been watching a lot of uh tim pool uh and he keeps on saying like I, he wants people to start creating their own medias and uh creating their own platforms and their own gr social groups because uh when one becomes two two becomes four and four becomes eight and eventually yeah, exactly. that number just expands over time and when you can create those big environments and big communities, you can create change, whether it's uh, social change or like e even just like uh, individual change, um, like being a positive voice for someone else and uh, cr like creating something that you don't really expect anything out of it. Like even if it uh, like this world, my friend. Uh, Cage created this uh, for us and I didn't really give him any expectation out of it and like he he just did it and like creative endeavors like yeah, that awesome. and yeah, once again thank you so much Cage this world is amazing but um it just there needs to be more positivity at the end of the day and more independent voices and people sharing ideas instead of being shot down for them and uh, allowing other people to be like okay with the fact that someone has a differing opinion instead of making them the enemy and th that's a huge issue <laughs> as a part of the internet yeah. like if you don't hold their opinion like if you aren't with me you're against me which is never yeah. really the case in the real world like you can eventually come to terms and agreement if you don't immediately see your uh ad like i don't want to say adversary because that means they're like your opponent but like someone who has a differing opinion if oh, where the fuck was i going with this my brain just shorted <laughs> i don't know but uh, i feel you i think too many people see any kind of differing opinion whether it's political or literally anything else they immediately see them as like an enemy <laughs> and it's so strange to me uh how many people i've interacted with that are that, that fit that description mm -hmm. you know and especially like with politics i mean we've all experienced meeting someone who doesn't agree with us and it's like i don't even talk about politics anymore because mm. i feel like i can't you know i mean there's always going to be somebody who is going to want to paint a certain picture of you just because of how you feel or how you think and i don't know i mean that's what politics is everyone's gonna feel well, different about shit and, and even and people that you agree with just sitting there fighting yeah mm -hmm. like uh like even people you agree with if someone you agree with on certain topics uh if they view that person as uh like a bad person for instance jordan peterson being like my favorite example like this man has literally spent 
25 to 30 years of his professional career looking into the traumas and into the malevolence of like what man what bad mankind can do especially looking into um world war ii germany and post um yeah. uh, post collapse of the soviet union and a lot of what mankind can do is very dark and um whenever he talks about these topics he explains how they are bad and how all these people are um meant to be reverenced because they did do such mad like mad and bad things but he's also at the same time by people who don't like him they compare him to hitler and they compare him to like like they try and make an enemy out of him even though his entire uh, professional career is based around like looking at the bad things and objectively saying this is bad like this is what man is capable of and we need to aim higher than that because we have nothing better to do yeah i mean on a similar note look at how people i mean everyone's got a different opinion about him but look how people i don't even know what i'd like call it like think about ben shapiro he's like, uh, yeah, perfect like he's hilarious but i think he's a pretty intelligent dude and i've never mm. seen somebody who can think and speak like so articulate and still at the end of the day be a nice person to those who disagree mm. with them he'll disagree with them he'll educate them and tell them why he disagrees he doesn't tell them how to think mm. he just provides yeah. people with like facts and reason and, mm -hmm. and as cliche as it is because it's become a meme that's really what he does and i can't even tell you how many people I've spoken to are like, oh, Ben Shapiro's a, a bigot. He's a... Mm -hmm. He's ignorant. <laughs> it's like, where? It's like, I want to, like, genuinely, I'm, I'm waiting for mm -hmm. someone to show me how. Like, I, the guy is unbelievably intelligent. And uh -huh. if you can't recognize that, then, like, I, you're, you're hopeless. <laughs> like, genuinely. You know? I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. And, like, um, a lot of today's politics are so polarized that if you disagree on one or two topics a majority of people will just say like i don't want to associate with you anymore because you're obviously they try and label you as like bigoted racist homo like all these oh, stupid yeah. terms mean, around, <laughs> oh around voting season last year the amount of posts i saw on twitter of people saying things along the line of like if you voted for trump or if you in any way support mm -hmm. blah 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 please unfollow or block me right now and yeah um i'm i'm pretty impartial for the most part but i think that that's so unbelievably wrong to even say that mm. um and i saw somebody someone actually a mutual friend of mine sent me a post by someone else and in the content creator community it's really normal to like not see people talking about politics that often because mm -hmm everyone knows how like I, yeah you know how I mean? trepidatious of, of a topic get, it is exactly i've seen a lot of people get absolutely like just flat out shit on by their viewers because they disagree on <laughs> a topic and it's it's really sad to see how imagine mm -hmm. like loving someone for the content they create and then you find out that they think differently about something 
and then immediately and... you were against them. They're an enemy. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe he did this. I can't believe he feels insane. Uh, well, a good example. Do? A good example of that is uh, an old Twitch streamer, Asmigold. Um, he um, used to produce a lot of anti-SJW content, and then. Uh, he got two strikes and he got a lot of flack for the content he produced and eventually he he was threatened with his channel being shut down and he quickly changed his tune and his revenue shot back up so he's just like it was and this is not to say anything bad about asmagold like he's still a great content producer but like Instead of holding his own opinion and standing his ground, uh, he thought it would—he thought it to be easier to just go with what the comments say instead of like sticking to his own thing. And I—I I really hope that like that that's trend does not continue. People, and that's why exactly. It, it <laughs> I feel like it's going to at least for at least until something like big happens that would drastically change how media and the internet and everything works but until then it's only gonna get worse i feel like i mean mm-hmm. the thing i was gonna reference was i have a friend um who during election season sent me a post by one of our mutual friends and mm-hmm. it was basically um this girl i mean we had no connections to her once i don't know who she was but she posted something along the lines of like saying she voted for trump i don't know what it was i mean it could have been mm-hmm. a meme or whatever but that's what she said and the mutual um that my friend sent me quote retweeted that and said in response to her saying she voted for trump this person said how's your dad doing and if you go to the girl's page, her pinned tweet was, like, rest in peace, like, dad, like, you know, it was, it was basically a memorial post for her father. And it's like, how can you, like, how can you do that? Like, I I don't even have words. Like, it's because somebody disagrees with you and, and voted for somebody different. Like, you're going to go that fucking low. And I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, the shit that I see like that makes me so unbelievably frustrated and, and like, angry that it just... I don't know. Like, I, we were both in shock, and I commented on it. I was like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? And then he took the mm-hmm. tweet down, and that was it. Like, we never spoke about it. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's like we see shit like that, and it's becoming, like, a social it's becoming norm normal. to shit on other yeah, people. And... And, and act immature and fucking mm-hmm. just completely disregard reason. And I don't know. It, it genuinely makes me sick. Like, it's actually disgusting to see shit like that happening. And it, it's uh. just fucked up. I have been seeing like, a lot of things on Twitter of uh, normalize uh, cutting off family and normalize like uh, single parents' homes, and it's just like, why? Why are you guys advocating for things that are proven to be toxic for people? Things that ha- have unhealthy. Yeah, like obvious like mental health repercussions and also just like like socially developing is such a like key thing to take place in the home and that doesn't happen when you don't have a like i don't want to say mother and a father because uh there just has to be two parents in the household and when there are no there's no division of uh emotional support or division of uh like t- 
teachings like you get a lot of like er erratic people and uh I don't know what study this was, but uh, apparently 50% of all vi uh, physical crime criminals uh, are from single-parent single, single parent homes, and they're from single-mother homes. Yeah. And that, that number <laughs> is definitely... I was, <laughs> was going to say, living in a single-parent household for the past several years, and it being my mom... <laughs> you know, I mean, this is just my personal experience, but I can't say I'm surprised. I love my mom to death, but oh my mm -hmm. goodness. I mean, if my parents split when I was very young, it, it never mm -hmm. really bothered me. It to this day doesn't bother me because my dad's a great guy. I think my mom's awesome. I mean, we have our issues and we don't really get along. See eye to eye. It is yeah. what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it just is what it is. You know, I still love her and respect her because she's my mom, but... Just thinking about what it would be like if my parents had never split, I really wonder where the hell I would be because I feel mm. like it genuinely is that level of important to have that kind of diversity. I mean, if you add one more mm -hmm. parent into the equation, there's a huge difference there. And I mean, you can see the contrast mm -hmm. between like when I go out to lunch with my dad versus my mom. It's I mean, mm. it's two different people. If I'm living in yeah. a household with one parent and I have an issue, there's only going to be one point of view as opposed to mm. like two. And I mean, if if you grew up your whole life only having one parent, yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a big problem. Yeah, and um, as a as a point to uh, the statistic I brought up, like uh, people bring up toxic masculinity, and um, that's a huge thing on Twitter too. Like pe people like to demonize, uh, especially white men. Uh, I think both of us falling into that category. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> The Definitely. fact that we have a culture that is normalizing, hating, and demonizing men for being men is definitely like a concerning trend that i hope doesn't continue but it definitely seems like it's going to uh and i agree with... <laughs> well, i was um, just saying i agree yeah 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 uh, with the um, fifty percent of the households being single parent and a majority of them being single mothers, like toxic feminism is like like I would argue to be a bigger contributor to like what is the issue politically nowadays uh, because a lot of men don't know how to act like men. They don't know how to treat women properly yeah, because they are obviously lucky. true mm -hmm. and women don't know how to treat uh men correctly because they won't have a father figure in the house and or like i don't know it's just such a yeah. big issue i mean it's mm -hmm. it's pretty incredible to me i i grew up very blessed like despite I, I grew up pretty much with both of my parents up until probably age like 18 um because at that point, my dad went to California. He still lives there. And, like, we're still we're on great terms. I mean, we never have any issues ever. Um, yeah. But I'm, Which like, good shocked when I talk to my friends um, and, like, hear stories about how guys, like, treat girls. Like, I'm someone who always grew up, like, opening doors for women. 
mm. opening car doors, like this and that. Like no matter who they are, like if it's someone I'm dating, if it's someone I'm not, like I just I'm I'm very respectful to women no matter what. And I see a lot of guys that just flat out or not, <laughs> you know. I, yeah, and it's and like, they have I, no I manners. Really believe in tradition. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I think it's important. Like, people are always like, oh, well, you know, equal values and equal rights. But it's like, well, I, I believe that, yeah, like, guys should mm -hmm. treat women, like, respectfully, like, no matter what. I, I feel like there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a code of conduct that should be there out of respect for women. And, and a lot of guys seem to be, like, missing that these days. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm someone who, like, on sort of a different note... I can't do fucking hookups for the life of me because I feel like it's just flat out disrespectful, you know? And it's it's mm. the weirdest thing because I can't tell you how many girls that I've like talked to or <laughs> like been close with yes. that have just straight up wanted to go for it. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I have essentially had to say no. And that's almost like backwards to me because uh, yeah. i can't tell you how many of my friends are like oh yeah like i'm, I'm gonna go like fuck this girl tonight dog like yeah and mm -hmm. so many of them are like that and i'm over here like mm -hmm. i physically can't bring myself to do that because even if like the girl was okay with it i still feel weird about that i feel like that's like disrespectful because I don't know. It's it's just it rubs me the wrong way, <laughs> you know. No, no, I, I completely agree. And um, like it goes back to the metaphor. Like if a man sleeps with ten women, he's a king. Or if a woman sleeps with ten men, exactly, uh, she's a whore. Exactly. And it's just like that is in one scenario a social like a social like uh, stereotype and like how just how people see things and. I personally think that, like, it personally, I have not lived the most wholesome life. I can, <laughs> I, I, and oh, me um, for sure. I mean, shit. I don't think anyone yeah. really does. <laughs> oh no, definitely. I mean, I, I personally know someone that uh refused to like watch porn or like touch themselves at all, and this is like a dude that's like 18 years old, and he's just like, nope, I've never done anything. I've never <laughs> kissed a girl. I've never, no, like I've literally yeah. never done anything. And I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just sitting there across from him with like <laughs> a body count in the double digits. I'm just like, are you sure, bud? Like you've never, you've never <laughs> watched porn yeah, and that's, jerked that's a jerk. Really like surprising. I, I, yeah, I was just like, I can't believe that shit but like uh i think that's just like once again this this kid is like a homeschool catholic kid so like he he's never really been out there enough to really really get yeah. that stuff like i think public school pushes a lot of that shit too but then again like most of the public like public media like they normalize stuff like that on tv and uh back to the yeah, like no one doubt. of our original topics cardi b talking about her with ass pussy like <laughs> oh my god like shit like that is yeah. like not setting a good standard or like is setting a good like this is what I feel you like should they want people to see it as it's mm -hmm. like empowering but i feel like it's not i feel like it's degrading. No, yeah it is definitely degrading and um they say like broke boys don't get no pussy we know that's right like that line <laughs> is just like 
why does it matter if the man is like broke or not like if the man is caring for you and he's providing for you in like emotional and like other ways that aren't monetary you're just going to disregard that <laughs> and, and does that yeah. imply that just because he has money you'll give him pussy to give you money is, is that what that's implying which i'm assuming that is <laughs> like it, it's just yeah. it's, i i really cannot stand that song and uh i i oh god this is this is gonna be a short well, story it's unfortunate I fucking... to see how how those like values are being adopted by younger people you know oh, definitely but anyways go on with your story um i so the cardi b song wow um I had this one girl as a hookup. I met her through VR chat and she came over for like a week and she actually left early because this this girl could not make her mind up for the fucking life of her. Like she came here first two, three nights were chill and then all of a sudden she became super distant and she's just like, yeah, I'm talking to this guy from the UK and I'm just like, oh, cool. Like, oh, that's cool Bro, like if, if you, exactly and i was just like oh i mean i guess that's cool does that is that gonna interrupt anything and it obviously did and um yeah and she she i was just like oh why are you with her and uh with them or like why are you talking about being with him and she's just like oh he he's just really sweet and he he earns uh like a 120k a year and that's like one of the first things she brought up to me and i was just like why does why wow. the fuck does that matter like what why why does like like the saying don't ask a man his salary don't ask a woman her age like <laughs> i think a lot yeah. of guys like try to flex how much money they earn and try to flex like i think that's just a huge issue in culture like people try to flex what they have and what they can do and it's just like being humble and understanding of where you falling short is way more important than where you succeed in my opinion I agree. I think that's one of the beauties of masonry is that there's people who make millions in Freemasonry and there's people who make nothing in Freemasonry, myself mm -hmm. being one of them. And I, yeah. like, I can't tell you how, like, I, I don't think money has ever even been talked about in my entire experience in masonry. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. everyone knows what everyone does and, like, we network, but no one fucking cares how much you make. No one cares, like... Mm -hmm. what you do or how much you have in your wallet because all we care about is who you are as a person and and like who, who what you values be, you, you hold know? yeah exactly like all that matters in... is what's underneath like everything that is physical is eventually gonna wither away it's not gonna last forever so i mean what truly matters you know it really makes you think like money definitely doesn't matter i saw a really cringe facebook post but it was true and it said something along the lines of like i don't know there was a guy like relaxing on like his fishing boat or whatever after like mm. catching a certain amount of fish for the day and like some rich guy walked by and the rich guy was like what are you doing you could be out there catching fish and making more money and the guy was like well why would i want to do that and he's like so you could 
save up and have a wonderful life and be happy one day. And he's like, what do you think I'm doing now? <laughs> as cringe as like, the Facebook post was, it's like, well, genuinely, yeah. it's like, why spend your whole life wanting to be happy and pursuing something rather than just enjoying what you have now and being mm -hmm. content with, you know, the now? Oh, and uh, this is actually going to come to the, the final uh, topic, but um, today I had, uh, um, I had my first ever uh, DMT trip, and can I just say, um, I, have, I definitely came out of that um, happier and uh, with more realization than I expected, like, um, I, I personally, I... God, this is uh, such a hard thing to like really put into words, but um, having uh, meaning and like the stresses of life and everything, um, pursue and things that you want to do with life and the feeling that you're not doing good enough and success is all things that we all intrinsically want but don't understand really how to get and I have definitely been working my butt off uh, this month trying to figure out what I can do to uh, become more successful and just pursue things that have meaning to me and um I, I came out of that trip with uh, a message and uh, the message was after um, during my trip uh, I was uh, on my back with my eyes closed as you do uh, especially on psychedelics and um, I saw yeah. tons and tons of imagery uh, most of it I can't even fucking recall but um, the the moral that I got from it was um, during uh, during the trip i saw myself or some just shadow person crawling towards a door that was super far off in the distance and i thought like why why am i pursuing this why am i pursuing this goal like i don't have to get that to be happy like i should just enjoy the moment enjoy where i'm sitting now and enjoy like if I have something I want to do, for instance, in like creating this podcast or working out or doing something like that, like I should do it for the novelty and wanting to enjoy it for the goal instead of like having an overarching like, oh, I want to do this because it will earn me something or I want to do this because uh, or X, Y, Z um, and just enjoying things for the novelty of it and not like not having an ulterior motive for what you do if that makes sense yeah yeah exactly i mean people forget at the end of the day that one day they're gonna die you know and it's like mm. it's a huge recurring theme in masonry but you know that aside it's something that people really need to think about because it brings such a powerful new point of view into what really matters and it's it's insight that i think everybody needs to have is you know like what really matters mm. like we need to pursue what truly matters to us otherwise like what the hell's the point you know and what matters is definitely like what you're doing uh every day and who you associate with and um exactly it, 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 it's kind of cheesy to say but it's like at the end of the day what truly matters is who matters to you in 
who you matter to and everything else like what car you drive how much money you earn like what you do for a living like all these like temporary things don't really matter but like if you can make an impact in someone's life or uh something along those lines it's way more important than anything you can do that in like for the physical realm and a, a lot of just culture once again it just pushes consume and do what the status quo is and follow the meaning of what other people say is meaningful instead of what makes you happy and what at the end of the day makes you go to sleep and say today was a good day because a lot of people don't have that ability and um Mm-hmm. I, I, I personally, uh, after going through the, a rough period recently, I've been able to go to sleep every night and just be like, you know what? Despite the bullshit I'm going through, it's pretty good, cause yeah. I I've seen what toxic and just negligent situations can do to people, and like how resentful people can be, and how instead of making the situation worse and acting on emotion acting logically and pursuing uh something that has meaning once again it takes a lot of mindfulness and it's not easy for everyone to because not everybody has an analytical mind not everybody is willing to look below the surface of things people like to take things at face value just because it's easier to do so exactly i mean my whole family being a prime example of that i feel like fucking drives me insane half the time (laughs) i mean genuinely (laughs) but it's it's really i feel like it comes from a place of just genuine i don't know if i'd say like laziness but i guess Mm -hmm. in a way like lack of care and concern just for reason and and a general lack of empathy Mm. truthfully you know because i think empathy is a strong one yeah i think people find it a lot easier to just ignore like other people's feelings and situations at hand and just uh do their own thing on them from a more emotional standpoint like you were saying and just kind of i don't know it's it's such an animalistic way of like dealing with things you know there's Mm. like the lack of reason is really uh painful (laughs) to see yeah coming out of people it's just it's unfortunate so um i don't really think i have anything else to talk about i can go into more detail about my dmt trip but uh the moral that as i said like i am taking myself too seriously like i i was working too hard and um if you and this is something i said earlier if you want to do something for an ulterior motive like a better paycheck you'll get that girl you'll be driving this car like if you're doing something for an ulterior motive maybe you don't really want that thing maybe the thing you want to do is to serve ice cream on the beach and make people smile or maybe you want to be a performer on artist that gets money at a bar on the weekends or you want to like if you can do something that is intrinsically valuable to you 
and something you put a lot of thought into will no matter what it is whether you can uh as people put it like to exploit it for money or turn it into a monetary game if you can do something on top of what you enjoy every single day like for a lot of people that escape is video games if people really enjoy like people are content with going to job their nine to five job and coming home in the afternoon making food for their kids and then playing video games if they find meaning and happiness and like can do their life in a way that is meaningful for them then it's meaning you cannot discredit what other people say is meaningful or what they like interpret as meaning and to a lot of people when you ask them what is meaningful or what do you mean like what is the thought process behind your views a lot of people get defensive and they're just like the like i i share the opinion like uh this is especially true for people supporting or hating donald trump it's just like they can't really justify it outside of orange man bad and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> oh God, I mean, no orange what man. Fence you're on. That's that's really realistic. Is it's yeah, that's really how it is. Yeah, and example. yeah. Oh God. Well, that's an hour already. Yeah, and yeah, uh, one more thing is <laughs> I remember having a conversation with one of my friends, um, <clears throat> who's very anti-Trump, and like I said, like I'm pretty in the middle. For the mm-hmm. most part, I just preferred like logic and reason. And I asked her, I'm like, well, what's so bad about Trump? Like, I, I mean, I didn't word it like that. I was like, why don't you like him? And mm-hmm. there's really no, <laughs> there's no answer. The, just, oh, well, uh, he's a racist. It's essentially, oh, yeah. you, 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 you mean him? Yeah. You ask like, oh, so he wants to stop illegal, illegal immigrants and he's dating quite literally <laughs> like a, a Puerto Rican, like a rock star from Russia. Like she's the most like ethnically diverse person. And <laughs> like you could say he's like a, a sexist and a bigot and all these other things. But the, once again, at the end of the day, these are just labels. And if what he says does not represent what he does like i say like if you can point to a trump policy or something he did that did have negative effects like for things like racism or something like that like what he does speaks louder than what he says but because trump is such like one of those charismatic personalities that everybody obsesses over whether in support or to hate like trump is definitely like something that everybody can talk about and now that trump's gone like if you if you don't know like almost all media has been doing mass layoffs because no there's nothing to write about (laughs) and no one wants to talk about how biden's doing an absolute shit job like oh my god i i think that's something uh i want to talk about next next episode is like how shit (laughs) fucking biden is doing and it's just i i definitely want to cover biden in some degree next episode i can't even like couldn't even begin to tell you how many people I know who said that they all regretted voting for him. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yes, what, same. In? That's pretty funny. Um, 
I I rarely get on Facebook, but uh, then I'll just say this is an ending comment. Uh, one of my uh, family, uh, like extended family that I met when I was on vacation, um, he uh, he works in the medical field, and uh, he was just like, I am appalled right now. Uh, the Democrats declined the covid relief bill and they also did not go through with the promise of the 15 an hour minimum wage like what kind of bullshit is this and i was just oh, like yeah. wait you mean democrats promising something and then not not delivering hmm doesn't sound like them at all <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah. not yeah okay yeah. Well, um, as a test run of a podcast, I really think this was a pretty enjoyable episode. I got to know a bit more about you, and I don't know, yeah, just yeah. Um, I don't know what the format's going to be in the future or what future topics are, but uh, definitely we're going to be covering more like um political type things and hopefully eventually we can uh start bringing on guests and i definitely want to try and uh help people through like emotional events and stuff like that just because like i personally find huge gratification out of helping people and helping people through emotional uh issues and things that they haven't really taken the time to slow down and process and uh, I definitely yeah. feel that um, we can eventually expand the podcast into more creative things. But for the time being, it's just basically going to be like a once a week conversation between me and you on basically whatever the fuck we want to talk about. And uh, yeah, I think this that is works for me, whatever comes up. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully eventually um we can just continue to expand and uh this world uh i one thing i really want to do is uh i eventually want to get posters and like different fan art put up on the walls and whether that's just art made by friends or like uh self-contracted art like things that we can do to like fill the space and give it more personality i think it it and inside jokes yeah. i think inside jokes are a wonderful thing so uh i've been <laughs> i agree <laughs> so uh this being episode one uh i hope everybody enjoyed of the insert podcast name here <laughs> yeah same on my oh, end i think that was pretty enjoyable mm -hmm. so i can't believe that was an hour jeez yeah yeah okay well uh as a dry run thank you so much for watching and uh to those who are watching stream um we are going to return in like 15 20 minutes but um thank you for your time russ it's been wonderful and You're i welcome. look forward to doing thank this next for week doing this with me no problem because it's it's something i've been wanting to do and something i've been like genuinely wondering how i start and i already do so much in vr chat and vr in general i definitely feel this is going to be the medium of the future so